Action Park Media. Welcome to Victory the Podcast. I am Doug Ellen. I'm Kevin Dillon. Oof. I'm Kevin Connolly. Kevin Dillon back in the building. Yeah, it's good to be back, fellas. Are you excited to see him, Connolly? I am. I'm excited. How uh, you feel? You don't look that excited. I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> How you feeling? I mean, like, we, we're all, uh, you know, we know there's a bunch of people out there who want to dismiss COVID, and, and we're not trying to sell anybody anything, but you were sick. Yeah. How, yeah, you know yeah. how bad, and this is the second time you got this it. This is the second time, and I've been vaxxed. Yeah. So I mean, I did not. I, the, the first four days were terrible, terrible. This time around, they were terrible. Yeah, body ache, but but just the first four days. But anything, little fever, any body fear ache. that you were going to have to go to the hospital, and nothing like that. No. All right. Good. No, good. I didn't. But now I got this hacking cough that just won't go away, and I'm still kind of fatigued. Well, the same thing happened. You know, I'm the only one that didn't get COVID. My entire family got COVID. Literally. 10, 12 uh, uh, people got COVID. I well, you just up, had it not too long ago, so yeah, you might have gotten I, I, the Comic- I, I, uh, whatever, Comic-Con variety. Right. <laughs> the Comic-Con variant? Yeah. Um, the, one of the things that I'm seeing this time around uh, with the family is that it's lingering a little bit. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's like, yeah, they're okay, but they're kind of tired, and it's yep. like a lingering cough, kind of similar to what you Yeah, you know, my, my elderly mother got it again, Jesus. and she's still dealing with that, that cough. Right? Right? She's okay. No hospital. She's okay, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. She's smoking her way through. Smoking, smoking her way through. Cigarettes. Stop. Smoking during COVID. In her 80s. With just, COVID, she's smoking. Yeah. Jesus. You can't stop that train once it's spent. No, I mean, you she's can't. at her age right. now. You know, so. but I saw Stephen A. was talking about it. You don't know how it's going to hit you. He almost died, he said, and his he sister believes, smokes. He believes that if wow. he wasn't vaccinated, he would have died. Yeah, he does 100%. That's crazy. And, yeah. and by the way, I believe in it, too. I, I believe. I, I, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not making any statements about vaccination. It's right. certainly not for, like. 21-year-olds and whatever, but if you're 50-plus years old, I think you're a lunatic not to be vaccinated, but maybe but I'm wrong. Well, we'll but let me ask you this, Doug. So, you're one of the last men standing. Do you feel a little bit... Is the guilty? pressure No, <laughs> is the pressure increasing on you to not get it because you've gone this far without getting it? Well, there's two this things. Part of you wish you had it already? There's just two sort of, things to say. As you know, January 2020? I don't even know anymore. Yeah, March 2020 is the, when the wheels came up. Okay, but January 2020, Kobe Bryant... Right. Died. I was in bed thinking I was going to die. The worst sickness of my life. With mm-hmm. I you did, had a flu, right? Well, who knows? Right. I believe I had it. My Sarah Sanders. Yeah, it was out at I that didn't. stage, right? They, were, they found out later that would have been early, but they found out later that it was there. But I could not taste anything. I lost twenty pounds. Wow. I was in bed for legitimately twenty five days. Now, whether I got some super antibodies or, as you guys know, I don't. I. I Keep myself home as best as you're I can. You're pretty anti-social, and, mm-hmm. and I don't mean in a bad way. Yeah. You're, you're never a crowds guy anyway. Yeah. And, and this is just compound. But I'll tell you what, what, what is weird, because we know the media just scares the shit out of you. I've never been scared of getting COVID, and I'm not trying to be macho about it. I just, I was always like, I don't want to give it to my father. I don't want to give mm-hmm. it to someone who can't handle it. But now, you know, at Bob Saget's memorial last week, which I want to talk about to Kevin about Bob a little yeah. bit, but which was, which was absolutely amazing. But honestly, I was so paranoid about being near anybody. I was just like, you know, and, and that's part of the problem with it is like the media scares the shit out of you. It's the same with the, with the crime stuff. So I, I don't know what we're going to do right now, but as you guys know, we're shooting in 30 days. That's the plan. We need Kevin uh, Dillon. I just found that out right now. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Start dates. We, we I'm need, ready. Are your guns going to be ready though? 
I don't know. I got to hit the gym. I just I lost some weight with the COVID thing. Yeah, right. We just, don't. We don't want a skinny Kevin Dillon. Right. Well, that's like Kevin Dillon's got his up. antibodies. He's got his antibodies. He's yeah. good to go. Yeah. So you did. You did miss. Uh, not miss. Obviously, you know when you and you called me about Bob. But, uh, uh, yeah. You know, it, I, it's, I love Bob. Yeah. And, and Bob is the kind of guy who, who would say he loves you too. And I, I've heard that from other people, but he said that to me. He goes, "I love you, man." And I'd <laughs> say it back to him, and he meant it. Right. And, yeah. Uh, I know. So and he you, would say that to probably all of us. Do you he want, was that kind of guy. Do you think he we was, should start saying that to each other? Or? Yeah, you never tell really me you love weird. me. I do Dunk. love I do love you, but I, I had some feelings about this uh, now. That didn't sound so sincere. Yeah, you don't it? love anybody. <laughs> I was devastated. I was heart. devastated by Bob's death, but I've now had to move forward, as we're all supposed to do. The show yeah. must go on. And a lot of questions have, have come out about our friendships and our relationships. We did a show together at Full House. I don't know how long they did, but we did it just as long. And I went to this memorial, and I don't want to speak out of turn. I won't say anything that was said because I don't know what, what what the deal is. But like Stamos gave a forty minute speech that was both hysterically funny and heartbreaking, heartbreaking, funny, heartfelt, nice. warm. Yeah. And do you know what I was thinking during it? Besides, obviously being connected to the moment and Bob, I was thinking like, would you guys say shit about me? Right. Like, what, what would you who do? would say? <laughs> who would say something about me? Yeah, and like, we what? would all have something to say. I mean, this. I mean, the 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 out. He was love. He was love. As are you, Doug. What I have your you. What I have your blessing, Doug, to say a few words. Yes, but I hope <laughs> I hope they would. Doug's be... like I got notes. I got. Notes. <laughs> Can oh, you yeah. write it for me, Doug? <laughs> I just want you guys to to think about it because it really was. It made me think. Like Bob, every major comic person in this town was there. I mean, Chappelle was there. Bob was very popular. Guy. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it was cool. It was cool and sad, and then Seth Green was there. Right. It was just like, um, and it's the first time I've been in a, in a big group. But but uh, part of me because Connolly and I. I had this conversation when um, when Heath Ledger died. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, and I'm not making fun of him. I swear to you, I'm not. Yeah, no, it's not. That's not the context. Of it. Jake Gyllenhaal could not go to work for like a couple of weeks. No, so. it wasn't a couple of weeks. They they shut down filming on whatever. All right, they he, shut down filming. Movie he was working on. So and, here's here's my scenario, <laughs> Dylan. You're, Doug says to me, Doug, <laughs> no, no, no. Let me tell you this. Doug says to me, he's kind of like sitting there and he, he's got something on his mind, and I'm like, what's up, Doug? And he's like. You know, I, you might have been the only time you told me that you loved me, Doug. Doug is like, oh, I love you, man. And I would consider you like one of my best friends. But honestly, uh, I think I continue shooting. <laughs> if something happens, <laughs> I think we keep shooting. How would you feel about that? I was like, yeah, bro. I, mean, I agree you know, with you Doug gotta, a little bit you on gotta, that, keep, You got to keep the shooting. The show must go on. Doug, if I were shooting something and something happened to you, I, I'd say, yeah, let's just get through the day. I mean, you know, maybe we pick this up. I'm just trying to imagine Kevin Dillon is on the set with... Uh, oh, he keeps shooting. He's, he's with Mel Gibson, and he's like, <laughs> uh, Doug Ellen just passed. We got to shut this down. By the way, they're doing 28 pages a day. Dylan be like, Mel, well, just, just... Uh, kick back here in, <laughs> in Oklahoma right now and relax. Right. You would want me to shoot. hundred percent. Well, that's kind of the way it is in this business, unless right. it's family. It's right. got to be... It's got to be... I lost. I lost my best friend when we were. Fil- I was filming in New Zealand. Of course, they're not going to fly me back. Right. When was but, this? I mean, this was my. This is uh, nineteen eighty. Oh my god! What what happened to him? He had a car accident. Jesus Gary Christ. Lemoyne. Oh, he was a great guy. He great was like your, and I was devastated. He was like your best friend. You were devastated. And you were in New yeah. Zealand, basically as far away as, as I was as, as far as you can get. Geographically it was a possible. Big movie, and you're not the star. You're right. I, I mean, was one of them, but right. it was a you know big cast. And what do you what do you even do? Like what? Do you, I couldn't do anything. Yeah. I just you know I uh, sent flowers yeah. and stuff. But my whole family went. Yeah. So right. we were all connected. Well, to well, this. I will tell you this because I mean this sincerely, and we're going into production now. I'm putting up you as you guys know a lot of money. So it's it's I believe. I guess what I learned in this in this 
and Bob's death with all these brilliant comedians, it really is important to find the laughter and the joy of it. And yeah, you want to repay your respects and stuff, but I believe, and I know for me, I would not want you to stop doing something that, especially that can't just be replicated. It's not that easy to just jump off a set, screw everybody over because you're, you know, emotions or whatever. So I, I will say you guys have free passes, even if yeah. it's some piece of garbage you're doing, I, I want you guys to keep I'm going to keep shooting. Doing. Well, yeah. maybe Jake felt it. He couldn't, you know, get the feeling up. Or yeah. He just, you know, yeah. I, I, it might've been a tough scene that he was yeah. doing. And yeah. he said, and I can't do this scene right now. Yeah. I mean, listen, if the emotions overtake you, which I don't believe either of you are going to be overtaken by emotions. If I passed on, the, the, I think the, you'd be upset, but uh, I don't, I think you'd be able to I'd work. be very upset. Yeah. I also think it's important to, and, and you did frame this out, right? But this, the story with the Doug and I had nothing to do with Jake Gyllenhaal and, and, and Heath Ledger. Cause we didn't really know the details of, no. of what that was. It just started the conversation with like, yeah. what would you do? What do you do? <laughs> yeah. What would you do, Doug? Right? Yeah. Doug is like, I don't know. I just, well, what can I hate you to say, do? I hate it, to say a, it, but I think we keep shooting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're doing a big Warner brothers movie and it's a huge budget, are they going to let you go? Hey, we'll call it an early day. Maybe that was kind of the scenario. But the more important thing I want to say to you guys, I don't want you to even try to be let go. But this is a super morbid episode. What I do, <laughs> what I do want Jesus you to do, though, Christ. no, what I do want you to Pressed. do, though, is now, I want you from now until, God forbid, whenever this time comes, I want you to think about the speech because it's important that you too, you'll be the guys like all my Long Island. I'll start writing now. All my Long Island buddies will be coming out and they will they will be excited to hear what you guys have to say about me. That's what the power Dude, of I'm older than you are. You better start thinking about my speech. I have. I wrote it already. <laughs> I've never. I've never been able to. Have you ever done that? Have oh, you ever yeah. given a eulogy or spoken? Uh, you know, my dad just passed, and my brother Paul gave a eulogy that brought the house down in a church, in a packed church at St. Augustine's. It was. It was like Mike dropped. Like Stamos. It yeah. was funny. He might dropped it. it. Right, he like just he just got boom, up there. He had some it. notes. Right, of course. After a while, he just kind of threw the notes away, and he was just so funny and so heartfelt. Right, you know what? And I, the I, place roared. I've never heard this in a church. I, before. I did one for my mother, and I. I've, I did the best I could. I didn't do well. I was I couldn't keep it together. Number one, and I wasn't funny, and and I don't think um, I don't. I, I did the best I could. Yeah, I, I would never make it. I would never make it through. I wouldn't. I went zero for three. I couldn't do my mother, my father, or my, I couldn't do anybody. Um, but I did, and yeah, well, it's going to sound like a bit of a humble brag, but when I was initiated <laughs> into the Patrick Medford High School Hall of Fame, <laughs> I'm in in John class, F. Kennedy High School yeah, Hall of Fame. I, class I, 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 oh, man, I I'm mortified. <laughs> I, I I got I got caught up in the moment, and I ch- I got choked. I'm the only one. You choked at your high school Seven, induction? 17 or 18 people were in the inaugural class, and I was the only one. They all delivered, but you. Like you were Michael Strahan at Canton? I got I mean, welled up. I got welled up. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, yeah. You loved high school. You were like... No, uh, it wasn't that, bro. It was like, I don't know what it was, but I, I was the yeah, I only one. I think you should one. think about what it was. I right? got it's caught important. in the moment, and I, I literally had to stop. It was a bad house. Awful. It was well, I did not get choked up at my high school well, you don't Hall of Fame induction have ceremony. Any emotional <laughs> so I'm the only one here who's not been inducted to the <laughs> Hall of Fame high school. And you should be. That's ridiculous, by the way. What is that, Mamaronek? Yes. We should we should actually get that high school to petition for Kevin Dillon. I bet Matt's in there. If there's a Hall <laughs> if there's a Hall of Fame, Kevin, said, listen, not every high school had it. You know, ours was a few years ago. Well, by the way, the my, my, mine, honestly, mine was the first one, and, and my friend. Are you saying you're 
an inaugural Hall of Famer. I JFK? was, and by the way, was listen, Steve Levy in the same class? Uh, Steve Levy was the class before. I'm sure he's in now, but you know, so you weren't inaugural. I think we were because I don't think they had it yet. But the truth is, it wasn't like honestly, Kenny Dichter like made an event, right. donated shit. It wasn't real. <laughs> it wasn't it a was, real Hall of Fame. It wasn't a real Hall of Fame. I think honestly, the principal was there, and like I was not around the high school very often. And he came over. He goes, I just, I, I, don't, I don't remember just, you at I'm all. Trying to remember you. <laughs> you're just like a regular guy with a mullet. You know, fit just, right into the book. But you know, we had. Um, you know, Mike Murphy, who, uh, Lone Survivor, yeah. gold huh? Medal of Honor winner, his dad gets up, gives a great speech with the medal. Like, everybody, I'm thinking, oh, this would be easy for me. I just got up, and I don't know what it was. Some I said one thing, and all of a sudden, I just stopped. I, I almost... Did they my pull, brother, my brother, were you said, like tearing up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got choked. Up. My Did they pull like, you out of the Hall of Fame? No, my brother was like, "Man, you almost, you almost went." I was like teetering. Oh, I had to stop. It was so embarrassing, and it wasn't that great of a speech yeah. to get caught up on. But all right. Well, I anyway, we're gonna figure out how to get Dylan into that Hall of Fame because he deserves it. <laughs> they I'm have good. a Hall of Fame. Oh, I'm good, man. If I'm you're good. at JFK Belmore, you can see my picture hanging up over a locker somewhere. So, um, are you uh, in the, the auditorium, like in the lobby? It, no, it's like in the locker area i think that's where it was but see ours is virtual our hall of fame is beautiful are you gonna cry again i'm choked up (laughs) all right we'll be we'll be back welcome back victory the podcast and we're actually you know for uh some of that crowd out there that's dying to hear episodes we're gonna talk about season three b Episode Episode one, one. and and we've spoken about this before, but the reason why this was broken up into two seasons was because Chris Albrecht, who helped all of us get to where we are today in Connolly's podcast studio, um, he helped us get here and said, if you guys want to be on After the Sopranos, we need more episodes. So we got down and uh, got extra, what, eight, I think? Yeah, so it was... uh... No, it was, it's a total of 20. Season three was a total of 20. That was a big, that big was a, season. That was a big season, man. That took a lot out of us. This one's called Less Than 30. Yeah, Less Than 30. So I want to get into that, and I know uh, Connolly hates when I go off topic into non-evergreen situations, but I just got to say, because we're going to bring Andrew Whitworth onto this podcast with Kevin Dillon to hear about their ill-fated evening at the Rams game a few months ago. <laughs> they looked good yesterday. They won. They real good. I real picked, good. I picked four out of the five games, and I picked the Rams Bills to go to the Super Bowl, so I'm hoping that happens. Ooh, but Bills look good too. Obviously, we love Andrew Whitworth, and we love um, all the other guys. And we too. love Matthew Stafford, but let's face it, the defense—it looks fucking good, man. If the defense is going to have to be what what carries them past the Bucks, let's face it. Well, well the Bucks are banged up too. Bucks that that up. offensive line's in real bad shape. Uh, I, I will a few say, guys this. to throw to the the Bucks are are banged up. The Rams' defense was. Incredible Stellar. yesterday, and I mean the the hit to take that ball away from the receiver, whoever it was, not the injury. I'm talking about the the hit. But anyway, the offense looks good. Beckham looks great. Matthew looks yes. great. And, and and honestly, I'm not you know not because Whitworth's a friend of the podcast. He's a fucking badass. And, yeah, he is. And and they need the offense. They're yeah, gonna, and that hit looked bad. Uh, but his first one. He got, right back, he got back in, and I hope he's all right. But Andrew, we're rooting yeah. for you. And just so again, so everyone knows, we we did victory. We did some Ram stuff, which obviously now we have a personal connection with them. But right. honestly, I'm rooting for the Rams because I want Whitworth yeah. to get that ring. Yeah. Yeah. we got our boy Brady too, and Gronk, who we love too. So and, it's and a little. Yes. Uh, and we want rings. we want them yeah. to do well, but they got enough. And we got Kelly Stafford has got a podcast over here at Action Park. We need uh, we need to grow that. It's yeah. doing great. Sony Michelle, as we talked to him, and Johnny Hacker, we talked to. Great, Aaron Donald. What a great game did Hecker have, though? Great he had him game. pinned. About, 
back at the he 10 every all and, game long. And don't sleep on Von Miller, who, like, you know, Great he game. came over. We're like, oh, I wonder if he's going to do anything. They, he looked playoff ready yesterday. Well, it's funny because it took took a second, right? And that's what if, yeah. if it seems like Matthew Stafford and Odell Beckham are starting to – starting to oh, gel yeah. a little bit and yep. if they can have that cooper cup obj that could be that's a re- nice yeah. really problematic for uh teams moving forward. anyway so go rams now let's get into uh and, and season three and we do have some B, questions which i'll try one. to get to less i posted than something 30 less so than 30. um yeah what do you want to talk about well, boys the story the storyline is well first of all the opening is phenomenal because it's dylan standing in front of the five towns billboard waiting to be <laughs> waiting to be recognized i'm not going anywhere until someone recognizes me on this billboard you know it's funny at the live show at the paramount i had that moment i was actually out on the f- <laughs> i actually had to take a call from zulai and i'm standing out there on the phone and i look up and i'm standing under the billboard i'm like God, i must look like the biggest <laughs> jerk off in the whole world taking a 20 minute animated call under the billboard kd have you ever done that Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Have you really? Well, anytime one of our, we used to get one every year. Yeah. Right. On sunset. The 9,000 building, go get a couple pictures. Yeah, I'd have yeah. to take a snap of it. Yeah, I wish, I wish I had a single photo left. I don't know where they all went. Well, I am hoping. They're in the cloud. They're there. I'm hoping because I want to jump into a little bit about the new program that we're not really sure what it is yet. But anyway, I did every single year, which I am really happy I did this. You did. I got uh, Claudette, uh, our awesome photographer, and I got my kids, and I took a picture in front of our entourage billboard for eight years in a row, which really wow. spanned 10 years. So I have my kids aging in front of that billboard, which is That's pretty That's the awesome. great thing when you have a professional do it. Yeah. And it's... She's doing it with film, and it's not done with your phone. And you do it with your phone, you lose it. For, for reference and context for people, the 9000 building on Sunset Boulevard, uh, HBO owns, I guess, the rights to that space. Yeah. But it is the premier space to have. I and mean, if there was a billboard in L.A. that you wanted to be on, you want to be on the HBO. Oh, yeah. The 9000. We had nine of them. So we had, yeah, we in did. Eight, we had nine of them. In eight seasons, yeah. we had nine of them. And uh, so just before we get into this episode, I just want to catch people up. We have a start date of February 17th at the moment which we're going to be shooting this. And everybody's asking, what is it? I'm not really going to give you the details of what the actual idea is, but how we're shooting this is, and we are, weirdly enough, still deciding. I've written... Uh, basically an independent movie that could go 90 minutes, but it also can be split. I wrote it carefully that it could be split into three episodes. And really it is uh, it is kind of a, a show. It could you know, be a show, could be an independent film. Yeah, so, but um, I'm hoping we'll we'll get eight years out of this. That'll be if we're all lucky. And, and oh, yeah. but uh, Be a different billboard. But Connolly's <laughs> read the new script. Um, Dylan is waiting. What I want, what I want to talk about, because something for writers, when, you, when you're a showrunner and you're not David, Chase, who's going to tell people, this is your script, shut up or you get whacked. I have to deal with the friendships. And I know with Dylan, because he already read the original draft and Dylan was and very happy it. with it. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, Dylan, I just want you to explain as an actor, because I believe me, as a writer, I go, fuck. Number one, I've got things that I, I want to do to make this better. But I know Dylan's got things in his head that he's already attached to. So how do you approach it when you're getting a second draft? What? Well, usually your second drafts are better, and that's not always the case. Usually, yeah. they get worse, right? Like right, when right. they're uh, network stuff, you know? <laughs> right? The only time your second draft wasn't better was the movie <laughs> when you cut out my storyline. Yeah, but we got it back in the third draft. Yes, so we did. Thank yes, goodness. we did. So got it back. The draft was amazing. The draft that counted. Yeah. Got it back. But what I will tell you before you read, because Kevin's going to go home with the new script tonight. Kevin Dillon Connolly already has it and is signed off. Um, we spent, and I say we, because I brought in, uh, I brought in another writer, real smart writer who worked on the show with me, who helped, you know, really like. By the way, I believe Mark Abrams, yeah. was a a writer on the episode that we're about to cover. Uh, no, he wasn't. 
That was solo uh, credit. But, there, you know. No, he wrote that one all by himself. But as we worked, you know, as I say, I mean, there were lines when we're watching oh, that. Or maybe he had a, he was a producer at that point. Probably. But there are lines in the show. I know what Rob Weiss's line was. I know what Mark's was. I know what Brian Burns was. I know what Allie's were. I just, you know, I know where all the contributions came from. And I know where the guys came up with whatever they came up with. So it's always a team effort. But, Dylan, you're going to get the new script today. And what we did is we really took a, a, a pass with your character and said, how can we deepen, f- make funnier? make more dramatic and I think you're going to be happy so awesome. hopefully I don't get awesome. a call because I love the first one so <laughs> that's that why I'm good. nervous that's nah, what I'm saying nah, that's nice. what I'm nervous but just a little update so everybody knows and I'll talk more about it on Hollywood Ways which Connolly hates when I say that but we will we've got some big hitters coming in Academy Award nominated actor Emmy winner Martin Sheen. Yes. Emmy winner, Charlie Sheen. And I just want to say for anyone, I can speak to this, and so can these guys. Kevin Dillon knows Charlie for 30 years. They did yeah. Platoon together. And we all know about some of the problems he had. And and I don't make excuses for anybody about drugs or mental illness or whatever they are. What I can tell you is I've spent the last year getting to know this guy. He's clean and sober, and he's a freaking good goddamn guy. Yes. And, uh, yeah. he, and he's ready to work. He's ready to work. Oh, and, yeah. and he's been really like... Like hands on in getting involved and in help shaping this whole thing and going out and asking his dad, who really is one of the great actors and one of my favorite actors oh, yeah. of all time, to come do this with us. And he's also, I don't want to say who, but Charlie might have an Oscar winner that we all love. You guys know who it is. I'm not going to say it because it's not locked, it's not confirmed, Wait but I think it's going to happen. Wait so, um, but it's getting exciting. Jamie Lynn Siegler's coming back. Uh, Connolly, you had a little night with Emmanuel the other night and you're, and Zulai. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. Like that weird of a night we. I didn't say weird. We got roll. nervous. He got yeah, who said like weird? Rolling his eyes. We watched. I was uh, not yeah, rolling my eyes at all. We ordered Taroni and <laughs> we watched uh, the tragedy of Macbeth, which we'll save for another minute. It's it's crazy. You loved it. I, I love it. I just. It's just such an incredible. Um, all right, I can't wait to see balls. that. Balls, that's I, balls. I can't wait to see it. But balls. my real point to Emmanuel, and again, like Connolly went, there was nothing weird about it. I didn't think there was. Emmanuel, well, you framed it out like that. You're like, oh yeah, well, you, know, you guys played the, Twister all yeah, night. That's or not, that's not what I meant at all. We're all in our forties. What I meant is that you told her what we're doing, and Emmanuel, we're going to try to figure out because she's on a show. She's the star of a show in Vancouver. She's kind of quarantined there, but we're going to try to figure out how to get her in this too, which would be awesome because we love it. Next time, invite me. We'll do a little spin the bottle thing. Huh? <laughs> no, we won't. Uh, we'll get going. No, All but right. the thing too that we love about Emmanuel. Emmanuel is like I gave her the list of like who was in, not just in terms of us, but crew wise. And Emmanuel is like I'm in. So it wasn't just it me. wasn't just yeah. you. No, uh, it wasn't just you. It was, well, what, it was, but what it is, and I, I just want to like, say you're gonna all really feel and see that all the nonsensical bullshit of whatever the people thought this show was. This was a fucking family group, and this is. I mean, there's gonna be thirty or forty people who have worked on this yeah. show I'm excited about for it. 20 years. It's the old Entourage crew. Yeah. yeah. It's like all the guys. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, we just, the list and you just gals. gave me. And, and gals. gals. Well, yeah. yeah. The whole, Let me get, yeah. The whole I mean, crew, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. The whole crew. But I mean, it really shows the relationships and, and my cinematographer is my friend from AFI and Gary Goldman is producing, it, you know, did, what did he do, Kevin Connolly? Uh, kissing a fool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so, but I'm saying, really? yeah. I didn't know but that. But I'm saying, did kissing a fool. Wow. These are long-term relationships and we're bringing it back and it's not that we're bringing it back because we want it to, to be entourage. We're bringing it back because we want to bring the, the vibe back and that family feel where everybody's there because they want to be and we're going to have a great time doing it. I'm and, really excited to work with the crew. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Obviously, I'm excited to work with you guys and do all that kind of stuff, but just to get back in the race uh, and like just Chase Harlan. Chase Harlan. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. So, 
I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it. It's yeah. And uh, Todd Dos Reese also. Uh, Todd is an awesome cinematographer. It's yes. always, you know, the reason Dave Perkle's doing it, not because they're all great. Fearberg was amazing, and, and, and Todd is amazing, and Perkle's amazing. But I go way back with Perkle. We did student films at AFI together, and we were talking about this show, and he was actually, Dave Perkle was the guy who convinced me to do one of my first short films right when I came out of AFI, convinced me I should put up my own money, which I did, and it kind of led to my whole career. I'm putting up a lot of money here, which is why I say we're going to take this fucking real serious, like like HBO's pain. I mean, he, you, he's talking to us, Dylan. You feel yeah. that? <laughs> Do I ever? We always take the, it yeah, serious. Just, yeah, I know. I know. Like, yeah. I, I know. He keeps I just, saying that. Well, what <laughs> I want to get to, Dylan's been down with COVID, and when I just watched that episode, which these guys both look great and young, but Dylan, you were fucking barrel-chested in this episode. Are you going to get back? Is oh, the, yeah, yeah. The push-up's coming. I'll, I'll you got four back. weeks. Well, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Four Dylan, weeks. Dylan, I thought I had more time. Dylan but. knows how to do it, though. Dylan will just wake up and do chest every day. Yeah. Like, smart. No, we're, yeah. Well, no, I don't do legs. No legs. <laughs> not a big leg guy. Well, he doesn't need it with those leg. calves. All right. I we're going to do legs. I got like ligament problems, Oof. you know? My joints are all screwed. Jesus. It's not the young guys and, anymore. And like, my shoulder. It's hard to do shoulders now. Oh, this oh, is depressing. Jesus. So, oh, episode bad, episode one, method. Kevin's character has a uh, <laughs> prostate problem. We got a little bursitis <laughs> and prostate. All right, well, the storyline is Vince's birthday. Yeah. Okay? And I guess E has given up the credit card and said to Turtle, <laughs> yeah. have at it, here's your budget. And yeah. in true entourage form, the numbers that we talk in this episode are just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. The budgets. It's yeah. 50,000 50, over budget. 50,000 and 4,000 for flowers and all those kind of stuff. But by the way, not unrealistic for big, crazy movie stars at all, or big hedge fund guys, yeah, or right. big, it's not, That's you know? That's true. That's I true. Mean, but it is funny because they're such working class guys. And, and again, I haven't seen this episode in years. Years and years and years. So watching it, it was a little, you know, I, I can remember so many of the production problems because I remember we're trying to find a giant yacht right. and there's no yacht that can fit 800 people, maybe on the planet Earth, <laughs> right. but let alone this. Legally, so that's, yeah, legally. Yeah, but that's how we end up with the Queen Mary. But Doug, you don't remember this. And as we rewatch this episode, never, ever, ever is there a mention of what birthday it is for Vince. So, so in yeah. the script, it was originally it was Vince's 30th birthday party. Yeah. And even though we were all that age and then some... HBO was like, no. Yeah. We want to even, they just didn't want to label it. They wanted him to be in his 20s, I feel. Or just just not talk about it. But they really (laughs) did. But I don't totally remember for this episode. What I remember is in the pilot, I don't know why I was doing this, I guess, because I was getting there. So I'm like, when this show starts, I'm what, 33, 34? So I was really writing my age, which I didn't realize already that people thought I was already getting old. I'm serious. But I'm being serious. Like the town, as much as we want to say how uh, awesome the town is, they do age you out rather quickly. And ageists. Yeah, they are. And HBO was like, I think they wanted them like 21, 20. Well, also, too, it's season three, right? So at that point, we knew we were going to be around for a minute. And it's like they just wanted to not, even though it felt like it was Vince's 30th or, I don't know, 29th, whatever it was. How old does that make drama? Well, I think then that's what it happens. But really, if you want to know, just count those candles on the uh, the birthday cake (laughs) at the end of the episode. never a mention of what birthday it is. It's interesting because we definitely And I remember the discussion. We definitely, when that pilot happened, 
everything was definitely make them younger and, and younger, which, you know, I think it's right. And even even looking at the show now, I mean, we talked about it before we, we started watching. Like, it is, you know, watching it as a fan now. It's a sexy show with, you know, Alessandro Ambrosio and, and all the, the women that are on that boat. Mm-hmm. It is. It's real wish fulfillment. And I, I want to go to that party. Do you, you know? also oh, remember about the, the angels didn't want to wear the wings? Do you remember that? I sort of do. A little yeah. dust up? Yeah. I mean, it was... Uh, you Why know, not? I don't know. There was something about they they were there to act and do their thing, but they did not want to wear the wings. I don't know why that is. If there's some, and, I don't know. What and, it was. Uh, the weird thing is, but also, they ended up wearing them. You know, mm-hmm. a, Victoria's Secret has essentially been canceled right. now. I mean, they don't do the. Is that right? They don't yeah, they do the. Yeah, the show is over. They don't like, do the show don't, anymore. They don't have the angels anymore. But the, I don't the, believe. the stores are still around. You can I still buy the clothing. I'm not right? sure. I, mean, I think they're I think definitely is, hurting. Because well, and not only that, the guy that like ran the guy, the CEO was was the benefactor of uh, Epstein. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't so know that, it but it's also complicated on top of more. But it's also they've been talking about oh, this, that's the wrong body image because nobody right. can really look like these women and blah blah blah. Well, whatever well, I want to say, Alessandro Ambrosio still looks is stunning and, and still gorgeous. Looks every bit is good. But we get into this. We talked a little before, but Dylan in front of the billboard, and I just think it's 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 a great opening. It's a great feeling for Johnny Drama, and it's and a big billboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and a good billboard to be on. It's funny when we're leaving. Johnny says, "Hey, focus on me. You can get some of the other guys too, but really focus on me on this." As <laughs> Turtles taking the photograph. Make sure you get a piece of the other guys, but mainly focus on yeah. me. That's and I love that poster. You got Brian Burns, who was a writer on the show and a, and a producer. Um, he's like, I think he's like front and center, right? Is, I think Brian Burns is the, the star of yeah. five. Towns. Yeah. Dylan's like the fourth lead of yep. Five Towns, but clearly yep. a breakout. <laughs> clearly a breakout character yeah. of Five Towns. And then I think I'm getting recognized, and then these girls come up. Right. And they're like, was that Vince you were just talking to? <laughs> right, because Ian Vince pull up and we're like, who takes pictures in front of their own building, jerk off? <laughs> By the way, all three of us. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that's, that would be uh, me as well. Do for sure. Um, but I guess aside from, you know, Vince's birthday, this is Amanda Daniels, a.k.a. Carla Gugino versus Ari yeah. fighting for Vince. And so right? you guys, we watched it together. I can now take myself back with all the writers that helped on this thing. And I, I was really like, okay, we're going to write this like they're a couple and just write it. Oh what God. happens with a guy and a girl when they break up it's and like all a the bit other of a love triangle. Yeah. Right? But was it, was it corny? Was it no, good? No, I mean, no, no. It's I, funny. Really? I felt because a little like, it's like a, it's like a couple breaking up. <laughs> I felt like it went a little far a little bit. I don't know. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, that's boat, what's funny about it. It was, it definitely was funny, but you were on dangerous. You were <laughs> dangerously approaching. Like, I, but it was the, perfect. But it at the end perfect. of the day, it was funny. And, and to me, uh, you know, it's clear that that was the intention. Yeah. That if it was do written. that, it wouldn't be funny and it would be weird. Yeah. Right. And, and the truth is though, everything in there while saying that it's very fucking real. How right. two agents yeah. battle over a, a successful client. I had a moment where people right. yeah. used if to battle over me. They're not fighting over you anymore. <laughs> and it's not your agent. And yeah. if your agent finds out about it, it's going to be bad news. Oh, bad news. And and Carla, just to take a little side note on Carla. could I, I mean, she's she one great. of the best actors that's oh ever come on right. the show. I've said it before. I've seen her on Broadway twice. I still believe there's an And I'm dead serious. An Oscar in her future. One million percent. Some yeah. random yeah. year. Man, she, yeah, uh, she's Carla's going to like land one of those roles. Yeah. She's just going to be... It's like on Golden Pond type of thing, you know? And she's also paid her dues. I mean, she she deserves it. And she's she's also... still killing it. But she's also been a star of a lot of shows from uh, Karen Sisko. I was was on Karen Sisko. Oh, you were? Yes, I was. How many Karen Sisko's did you do? With Billy Burke. I did one. One episode. (laughs) 
But there was a chance that they could bring us back. Of course, the show only, I think they only did like eight episodes. I think they did like a season or 13 or whatever. But yeah. so you're saying you would have been recurring, possibly. Yeah, possibly, yeah. If they it were was, smart. I love the stuff we did. You weren't on the billboard, though. No billboard. <laughs> the show might about the that. show might still be on the air. Oh, yeah, if they, they put me on the on the poster or put you in the show a little bit <laughs> yeah. more. They should have added you into those episodes immediately. Well, someone should reach out to Carla for this new project because she'd be <laughs> phenomenal in it. But uh, she'd be great. But but anyway, like her, Jeremy was great as well. Jeremy was episode. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, was really yeah. It was good. a different level for him too, right? Yeah, was, he was very vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, he was so good. Yeah, he, he really him. did play it though, like the hurt teenager right. who like still is in love. It's like with his first love. Yeah, I can't let you go. The other too when we talk about these some of these episodes and, and it really starts to kick into gear I mean you really think about the two set pieces here I mean we're at the Laker game and the Queen Mary Unbelievable. in one episode in a 30 Unbelievable. I mean, the Queen it just Mary, looks so big it was so and it was it was massive remember yes. how cold it was that night Kev it was cold and we went late late I actually stayed on the Queen Mary you know that you could stay there. It's a hotel. You slept there that night? I slept there in a suite, which is so tiny, but it's supposed to be haunted. Right. You didn't I see any ghosts. It. No, I'm so tired. I slept like a baby. Those were your you own can... personal demons whispering to you, <laughs> I got ghosts, let me tell you. <laughs> I want to get back to like the experience on the Queen Mary, but uh, you know, just questions from people on the internet, like Stavi, which I guess is how it's pronounced. He wanted to know about the scenes at the Laker game, and I think that's an interesting thing to talk about because, first of all, the fact that the Lakers allowed us to do that is just mind-boggling and amazing. Yeah. But then tell me for you guys, we put wireless mics on you. Right. Very, Julian uh, directed this episode. Obviously, you guys, not Dylan really, but you look to me a little bit for uh, for reassurance or, or, or commentary on whether we want to change the lines. You don't really have a lot of communication. It's hard to. So you're basically got to go do this like it's a play, essentially. Well, yeah. if, you, if you watch it, and I, I pointed it out to you guys, we were I know we were all furiously taking notes on the script, but sitting next to me was Vern Davidson, who was the second AD. Yeah. And you could see him. He clearly, it's funny too, because he looks like he, he's in his work outfit for sure. Yeah. So he had his headset on. So he was in communication with Julian Freno, the director, and Doug and everybody. So we were getting cues like, rolling and all that kind of stuff and then he would just he would give, give us the note he would just give us like a pat or or give us notes between yep. takes but the guy sitting next to us was the second ad Vern and yeah. what's so what's it like for you guys though is that um do you feel good about that you're at, in a live game with thirty thousand people there no control do you enjoy that kind of oh, love it yeah it was, it was amazing it, it feels so real we were definitely drinking real beers we were drinking that. real we beers were definitely drinking real beers Grip, and, grippuccinos we called them yeah and, and like we said there's no camera in our face right there's we, no director in our face no <laughs> anything we wanted. Right, right. But and was, nobody in the whole building knew where you were doing it. Nope, absolutely not. Nobody. They thought we were well, just Kobe. Sitting, there, sitting there at the game. Now, <laughs> let me ask you this, Doug. If you look, when, when, you, see, when you see Ari across the... Yeah, across we'll talk court, about this. Yeah. Ari's sitting with Joel Silver. Joel Silver, right. one of the biggest producers yeah, in the mean, history of Hollywood. Matrix. From Die Hard, Matrix. And, <laughs> yeah, but there's a good story about Joel, too, which... Yeah. Well, let's... There's, oh, he had lines or something. And you, you cut his lines? He had lines, and I'm actually blanking it out. There was some big Hollywood scandal going on, and Joel wanted to say it. And then... Oh, he wanted to take a shot at somebody? He wanted to take oh, a wow. shot at wow. somebody, and he'll probably take a shot at me like he did after this. But what happened was uh, HBO Legal got a hold of this thing and was like, this cannot be in the show. Like, it's just no way. I, I have no idea what it was. I, I would like to look back and see. But I think Wahlberg called me up and was like, Joel Silver wants to talk to you. And Joel Silver is known to just be, a, you know, he's, he don't fuck around. Yeah. Like, it's... Uh, He's he's a tough 
uh, producer. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. You don't so, want to show up late to one of his sets. But I got a call. Like, you want him knocking on the trailer door. But I got a call from him late at night from Europe or something. And I don't want to, like, I, I don't, the last thing I need right now in my life is this guy back after me. But he was screaming at me that really? we essentially used him as an extra because he had no dialogue. Had no and dialogue. and we told him yeah, he was going to be been, a thing. He's so. probably been doing that to people for years. Now. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Shoes yeah. on the yeah. other yeah. foot yeah. now, right? That's Connolly talking, Joel. But, but let me ask you, whose <laughs> seats were those? I think those are Joel. So, oh, that's yeah. what it was. So, yeah. And we were uh, in Ari Emanuel's. I, c- yeah. I understand why he would feel this. <laughs> he gave up. Gave us his seats. Yeah. He and had he dialogue. Used him, and used he used him as an extra. Yeah. yeah. Well, two things would have happened. He might have been sued for saying what he said, and and we or HBO might have been sued for putting it on TV. Yeah. I don't yeah. really know. I would have put it on. I was right. happy to put it on, but we were told legally we could well, not. Well, HBO legal was pretty hands-off. Was, yeah. For them to call and say something like that, it's like when they called and said that you can't say that, um, what was the the Shane West movie yeah. that got shut it's down? Cold because source. Shane West had cold sores. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which he's never had. Right. They were like, does Shane West have cold sores? Doug goes, nah. Not that I know. Like, well, then you can't put it in the show. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah so, but with you Joel, could lose your insurance. You could never get insurance again if you because that's one of the questions you have to answer on your insurance form to do a movie. To do a movie, do you get cold sores? <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Especially if you're going to. I'm be, lucky. I don't get. Well, yeah. By be, the way, I was talking about the new project. You guys got to sign something. You won't have cold cold sores. But yeah. no, that's especially if you're doing like a love story and you're going to be kissing somebody. You have yeah. to. You know. All right. Well, in Joel's defense of however much he yelled at me, which is fine. The truth is, when you're doing the show, and as we just said, we're doing. 20 episodes this year. It was my responsibility to call him up and say, hey, Joel, just a heads up. Oh, you did call him? I didn't. I didn't. I just kind of forgot about it, which is not right. And he did. He he gave us his ticket, which is probably a $5,000 seat. And and he gave us his time. So we feel bad. And Joel, you can come back on the new project and say whatever the fuck you want. All right? So Come back, Joel. uh, All right. We will not cut your lines this time. So Laker games are fun to shoot at. We did it a few times. And um, and that that live experience, just to me, it just, it makes it feel special. I'm also also thinking about now that you you mentioned this, this thing about sort of like the love triangle. Of course, drama is always so good at framing this stuff out. When we talk about lunch versus dinner, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, and and I guess it is kind of true, right? If you're going to go on a date with somebody, lunch has a different context than dinner. Yeah, or- and I say better yet, make a coffee. Coffee says I sip, but I don't suck. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying, right, Doug? I that might be. A, I think that's a wise line. I, I mean, was going to say, are we saying it's negatively or not? If it's if you if we're saying it's like, you it's know, a great line. Yeah, it's no, a, I think that hilarious. It sounds like wise to me. But Dylan laughed out loud. Yeah. But we even have the scene where where again it's Vince's birthday and Ari calls and hangs up on Vince when he answers the yeah. phone. It really is, Doug. Now that I'm thinking yeah, about yeah. it, the whole episode oh, it's is really yeah, it's like yeah. a junior high school uh, oh, love story. Oh, yeah. it's written like me and my college girlfriend when I like had that one breakup. The whole like we didn't say it in this episode, but. What did we say? Which was also a wise line with the uh, saltine and tuna fish uh, diet or whatever the hell that was. Do you remember what I'm talking <laughs> about? That's from something like either E is is sad about something. But, uh, you know, the, uh, a guy, uh, Rally Cassidy, wants to know how much did it cost to film a blowout party like that on the Queen Mary? That's a good question. Yeah. And, and the truth is... Um, and we had a billion extras. But this is how yeah. I and always... There was a thousand extras. This is how I always Hundreds. operated, though. You know, like... The producers, who were the best? We had the best guys, Wayne Carmona and Dennis Biggs. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would go, you know what? We're going we're gonna to contain this one. We're going to kind of keep it small. And then we just, I'd start just, my imagination would start going. And I'm like, let's just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then they'd figure out how to make it work. But it was expensive. And it's not just the cost of the Queen Mary that I think was happy to have us there. But getting all those extras, oh shooting God, late permits. at night, which you guys can all talk 
But some of the things that do help, and again, we really didn't do product placement. But on that specific episode, and, and I don't know if it was the same guy that asked the question, but somebody asked, um, right, oh, well, well, the real pre- Mikey Pizza wants to know, did the sponsors, do we call them or they call us? So for that particular episode, we call them. And again, I want to know, want you to know how real this is. I got a call last week. I'm not going to say from who, for, from a celebrity who was like, hey, any of your liquor people want to sponsor my birthday party? And I was like, ah. That's a, very, that's a very common one. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, so yeah, people we do will, it. We will give Vincent Chase yeah. all of the Sky Vodka, <laughs> enough to kill yeah, yeah. a small village, as long <laughs> as we can get a picture of him with the Victoria's Secrets Angels and yeah. his birthday cake. Yeah. That's worth some vodka. Yeah, and it's worth yeah. it. You know, we put it on the show, but we also, again, we used products that we liked, so I forgot why it was. We liked Sky. I forgot man, why at that really moment. I'm a really big Sky Vodka fan. Right? <laughs> could have gone Grey Goose or Kettle uh, One. Well, we should have started our own vodka <laughs> company, that's true. you know? So, I mean, you saw Wahlberg's got a tequila company, right? Everybody's got a tequila Everybody's company. Everybody's got really? it. Yeah. Chris Chelios has got one. Yeah. What's Chelios? El Bandito. El Bandito. Oh, look at you, Colin. Yeah. Colin knows every oh, liquor. Well, we, uh, I, no, he went I, to the golf tournament I went to with the golf me. tournament. I was like pitching CEOs. See if you want to do, uh, you know what I did do? I, I, I regretted it immediately. I was sitting with the CEO of El Bandito at the Chelios Golf Tournament, and he said, So, what do you think? And I said, Should have just said, I think it's awesome. But instead, I said, Yeah, I have a note. <laughs> what would you know? Wow. I have a note. He's I like, thought it was great. Though. No, no, the tequila was great. Yeah, yeah. I thought you had a note about, about the, the. I thought the, the logo, logo. I thought the yeah. logo was a little busy. Oh, I thought the logo was a little busy, and I thought simple because I think I think El Bandito's well, a I great. Think that's fair. That's a fair note. I think it's a great name. It's a great yeah. name, but I want to see El Bandito. There's so much happening in that logo. How about my note it was like just go with Bandito. <laughs> yeah, Dylan was like drop the drop L. L and just go Bandito. Bandito. Right? Oh, so really, you guys ruined the whole not event. Only, not <laughs> that I was like, I should have just said yeah. You know what? No, it's great though. It is. It's good to. And by the way, so I obviously, since my childhood friend started Avion, I was there from conception to the logos to everything. So I could tell you, once they make that decision on the logo and the bottles are printed and you start telling them you don't like the logo, <laughs> it's like, you know, I don't love the name Entourage. I'm like, we did eight seasons, bro. What do you want me to do now? Hey, listen, know? El Bandito, that should be the that should be the, ca- the catchphrase. It really brings out the truth in you. I guess that's what it was. I had one El Bandito and told him I didn't like the logo. But, but you the like te- the tequila. The tequila is excellent. All right. Tequila's hey, I don't excellent. know if we could go into this we could always cut this if it's how about we did that uh on that golf you want to talk about this Kev? which one which one the guy i was playing with is like hey man uh i see him eating some I'm like, what do you got there he goes a little chocolate mushroom <laughs> you want some so i said yeah sure i saw dylan so dancing around on some hole i'm like God, i played pickleball I was just, <laughs> I said, oh you played pickleball said, yeah huh. and you're like what's up with you man i said dylan you're in a Really good mood. He's like, I just feel like it's great, man. It's great. I'm playing pickup. Those playing pickup. I said that I to you. I loved it. By I way. said that goes, to you after High Dylan in New York. So then, what did you say? Uh, I said I did some shrooms. <laughs> I go, <laughs> and you go. He's like, Give me those. <laughs> I said, Give me some. Let me see those. Let, Let me see it right now. Those. When you were high, it was just like everything was like you were like Bob Saget. You looked like you were. If I'm say high, I will go home and lay down. <laughs> you will go home with another man. <laughs> yeah, right. You will. You, will. Home with another man. <laughs> you guys might go home with each other after some <laughs> El Bandito. Or uh, this has nothing to do with the episode, but I think it's funny when these things happen. Mo Tyree said, ha ha, no more location tags he sees, which I think is what he meant is that I didn't put Action Park Media as the location for the last post on Instagram. I just threw it up so we could get some questions on. Somebody still thinks Action Park Media is officially a producer of the new project. Yes, it is. They are officially on. Mm-hmm. The studio house. guys just went 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 wild over this. Oh, this yeah. a whole 
We gotta find we gotta find uh, gigs for these guys on that. They're trying to figure out. By the way, Dave is having a colonoscopy. Stock tip. Stock tip, Dave. So he's starting the cleanse. I was like, Dave, why don't you do the cleanse? Can you can you imagine how much he's in the bathroom? Be in the bathroom <laughs> if you start that start that cleanse, drinking that juice. Yeah, Dave, don't cleanse while there, we're filming. Right, okay? he's in there all day anyway. So it's like, well, imagine throw a little bit of that uh, weird juice down. Wait till you get home. <laughs> By the way, Dave, if you want to have a shot, because Dave, look, he's very upset that that he's not acting in the new project. Well, who the fuck is he? I, I just listen. Something happened at this he place no, where everyone no thinks they can do everything, and <laughs> everybody true. wants to do everything. Like everyone, a lot of people, and I will say this: Kevin Connolly. I don't know about Dylan, and I'm not. Uh, you're right, by the way. But Kevin Connolly and Scott Con, two Golden Globe nominated actors, they both said to me that I should put myself in this new project. Like they believe in me as a performer. I'm not doing that because I, I don't believe anything. in myself. I wouldn't throw anything too hard at you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, yeah, I think you I can handle thinking, something a little down well, the middle. Well, if we actually go forward and things are going really well maybe i'll throw myself a little thing and if people like but i i know i have such amazing that might talent. be a good way to blow up hollywood ways maybe oh. your dog ellen is uh, at action park doing hollywood ways. yeah and getting yelled at all the time by Connie. but anyway so for mo tyree we are all good over here there's no weird no reason that we didn't quit location try, mo tyree quit trying to start trouble yeah everything's fine jesus and rudy likes the movie loves the crosby jersey there and even though we're islander fans i think we both love crosby i mean how can you not I mean, crosby right? there's a jersey yeah, back it's there Sydney crosby it's Cros- not crosby it's an a it's just a weird <laughs> I, I, weird I, I, pronunciation. I don't think I said it that weird, Scott. Yeah, that was weird. We can play the tape too. back. Uh, Crosby. Crosby. <laughs> Crosby. It's more of a frog. What did I say? You said Crosby. 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 Uh, I said Sidney Crosby. I mean, Cros- uh, you're saying it, you're saying it weird. Whatever it is. TV? Whatever you're saying is weird. <laughs> Dylan backed me up, and Dylan was a perfect uh, you know pronunciation. What? Dylan of the name threw me some psychedelics before. <laughs> they won't try to get you to pronounce Ryan Getzlaff. He's also a <laughs> champion. But here's the, uh, one other thing I want to talk about, too. Because um, Dylan and I both were a little... Uh, we kind of looked at each other. We were asking you, and again, we, we were watching the episodes. But so Amanda Daniels or Carla Cagino has got a Sam Mendes movie called Glimpses, <laughs> right? And it's well, like, it's based on an Edith Wharton novel. So oh, I, e- I, I, I'd have to novel. look at what that novel was called. Maybe someone could look that up. But because I'm but not. But Edith Wharton is like an old school. Oh yeah, she wrote Age of Innocence, which Scorsese, Scorsese directed. Yeah. You know, and she's one of the great writers of that kind of period thing where Dylan would never watch these movies. But um, and it's it just it just doesn't feel like a movie that Turtle is going to get excited about. Right. The guys or, are not going to be yeah. pumped about glimpses. Yeah. Or, Whatever yeah. it is, but but then Medellin is reintroduced. Yes. So this is the launch of the race for Medellin, and then uh, some Five Towns action we got coming up. As yeah, well, right? and then great script binder that uh, Piven know, had the yeah, uh, that he gave the gift. Yeah. And I think I might break weird, out weird to give a birthday present of a it is was a weird birthday present, right? It's, no, I think well, it was no. a genius birthday present. It's not, it's not his script. They don't have the rights to the script yet. He's sh- saying. I can deliver this yeah, if you want it. But, yes. he, but, but at this currently, Benicio is attached. To Very play. good agenting move. And allegedly, you know, allegedly Ari signed Wahlberg by giving him a Bentley. I have no idea if that's true. I've he never said, had it confirmed. Benicio has fallen out of love with it. Benicio <laughs> has fallen out of love with it. I love that. But so wait, real quick. CJ Hardo 9 wants to know, from writing the script to finishing post-production, how long does each episode take? Obviously, the screenwriting, because we started early always, could take anywhere from a week to three months, depending on how easy the script comes out. Once we shoot, we shoot six to eight days. Uh, what, 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 we were season three. By the way, I, honestly, I think by in season three, I still think we were at five-day episodes, wow. which is why we were doing 14-hour days, and that yeah. was... 
tough. I mean, I mean we, we wrapped at 4 o'clock in the morning at the Queen Mary. Yep. That's I, where, I, I that's remember that I slept day. In. And it was really cold because it was, it was sort of early. I don't know. It was like, I want to say it was like March, April, whatever it was. But yeah. I can remember it was like, it was like your joints were hurting. It was so cold. Right. But we for, were like in big jackets until yeah. they said action and then everybody ripped off. I remember that night was tough. But but from, from wrapping production, shooting, we'll get an episode pretty much done in like, what, three to four weeks probably is my guess. Yeah, with I mean, everything. the thing with um, about... Well, you're also really good in the editing room. You know what you want. So you mm-hmm. you get it quicker than most people. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, really top to bottom, it's months. Yeah. And also, just so everyone knows, there is, it's kind of a weird thing because of the unions. And it's not that it's weird. But at the end of the day, I have the ultimate decision, or HBO really does, but they, they luckily would leave us alone. But the director, whoever he is, and Julian, who directed this episode, who who was, you know, one of our first directors who helped, really helped us shape the look of the show. But the director has a cut, so I'm not even allowed to be there for yeah, that cut. Yeah, I, I can, I can, uh. I can attest to this. So <laughs> the 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 director gets X amount of days in the editing room, and he gets to do his first cut, no matter what it is. Yeah, and then from there, you quite literally hand it off. Yeah. To Doug, who can basically say, "Hey, you'll see this on TV." Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and, and obviously, uh, especially with Julian, Mark Myla, Dan Adius, you were pretty Nutter. good. With, you were pretty good with me too. I mean, you yeah. at least you heard me out. Yeah, no, I mean, to. I always will. But at the end of the day, you got to make decisions. But it is kind of a strange thing, rather than just letting us do it together. Like I don't even know what the point is. It's just a waste. Well, of time. the point is, is that those rules exist for. For the protection of the director, yeah. not everybody is uh, as collaborative as you. In ending this episode, right, it's now Vince, who has agreed to do glimpses because he likes how Amanda's thinking. Vince is now saying, hey, let's take a beat and see if Ari can really pull off this Medine thing, right? Is that kind of... Yeah, right yeah, here? yeah. yeah. Of and I think, you know, part of what this is, is and it's funny because obviously... I think we've all been in the situation in relationships. Like the relationship part of this story is basically that if it like, I mean, it's corny, but if Vince doesn't let go of his past relationship, he's going to fuck up this new relationship. Right. And that's really what happens because Ari gets in his head and then, you know, like, like, do you take the mm ex-girlfriend back or do you stick with the the new girlfriend? And the new girlfriend's like, look, I'm only going to give you so much leeway here. Like I get that you're still going through your breakup. Yeah. with another dude, yeah, uh, another agent. <laughs> and not only do you take her back, but like, just is she going to get in your head? So Ari's in his head. Like all of a sudden this movie isn't so interesting. And all of a sudden maybe there's something better. And like the whole episode is, is, is Vince playing it that Ari's out of his life, but he's still friends with him. And Amanda's in charge. And then he ends the episode by just screwing up everything, basically right. by saying, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's see what Ari really has going. And for this uh, segment of um, lines that would not fly, in now today 2022 <laughs> there was a couple of them. but dylan let's let's hear the one about the floral well there, there's two before the floral one uh, <laughs> i go i got jerked off by the girl who made the fribbles <laughs> that, that was one of the lies now that is great. a friendly's reference a, which is real long we should have said that oh long. i love i love a fribble oh yeah friendly's is great with and sprinkles they're gone on. right is there i don't know friendly they're still, they're still around i don't Are know they? they're far and few between and what was the other one that uh, and the other one is Nothing gets girl wet like a calla lily centerpiece. <laughs> Definitely a Weiss line right there. They're great. Bobby Weiss special. He knows way, his flowers. By the way, Doug, you should still embrace these kind of lines because I love them. Yeah. And, and I uh, think uh, they're nothing to be ashamed of. The funny thing. I know they, I think they do fly right. today. The funny I, thing about it is I that really Dylan, think they fly today. But Dylan also knows exactly what, I, what's it called? 
What's that? A lily, a flower. A, a calla lily. Right. It's uh, beautiful. It's like a white lily. That's what I'm saying. Like, I have no idea what that is, but Kevin thinks that's funny because he knows exactly what a oh, calla yeah. oh, lily yeah. flower is. Oh, he knows his flowers. Oh, yeah. I know knows his flowers. Yeah, he doesn't know about getting know girls wet, but he knows his flowers. So. <laughs> Whoa! 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 Dog on fire! You are in comedy, guys. You know what? I need to speak to what Dylan said, though, because what Dylan's doing very subtly, and just so everyone knows, as clearly as they can, this is not an entourage reboot that we're doing. But what Dylan is saying there, he's going, Doug, don't be soft. Yes. Don't be politically That's exactly correct. what right. I'm saying. And what I will say, you're going to get the new draft. Colin's already read it. There's nothing soft in this script. Okay. This is 2022 as realistically as and as authentically as I know how to write it. There's not one time that I said, ooh, is somebody going to be offended by that? So don't worry about that. That's not going to be Let's there. just really just be as good as we're all capable of being. So, okay. All right. Let's move forward and uh, had a question from uh, Jamani Fresh about why Amanda was chosen as Vince's replacement instead of the homie Josh Weinstein. So Josh Labar, who we love. There's no question, and again, this was not politically correct at all. The The goal was to bring a really strong female character into this to fight with Ari. Like, that was the goal. You and know? also, too, Amanda Daniels was a senior agent. Yeah. She was a heavy hitter agent where, yeah. you know, Weinstein was kind of yeah. on the up and up, yeah. and Vince isn't going to sign with Weinstein. He's got to sign, you know, a guy like Vince at that point of his career has to sign with, like, one of five people. Yeah. And, and Amanda Daniels would have been one of yeah, them. Yeah, and someone else is asking, uh, was Amanda, and I can't find it, I'm sorry, scrolling through these things, but someone was asking, is Amanda like a small boutique agent? No. No. This was like CAA Monster. and ICM. Correct. This was yeah. like, and she was based, and I'm totally blanking on the great agent in town that everybody loved who was, you know, a good-looking agent and a cool agent and someone you wanted to be a part and And she was supposed to be that, just like a really great alternative to Ari, not Josh, who was kind of, you know, a little bit of a phony and a little bit, and, and I don't mean Josh Labar, I mean Josh Weinstein. Josh Weinstein, but yeah. he was also kind of like a rookie, like early yeah. agent, and Amanda Daniels is a heavy hitter, you know what I mean? So Yes. Okay, Pinstripes for Life wants to know something separate. This is different. After shooting the new show, will we get any more live podcasts? I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think we're going to ever go on tour and do this thing or what? I don't want to do big rooms anymore. Yeah, you want to do... So like 200 people. Yeah, and I'd also like to do quick hops. I mean, the truth is we're in the West Coast, and certainly, you know, for us, it was, it's far, you know, and it's not even Manhattan. It's like, then you're out to Long Island, and then yeah. we're, you know, we're at the, you know, we're at the Marriott, and we were lugging equipment around, it was and merch, and it was, it was a lot as opposed to, and I'm just throwing this out there randomly, jumping on a Southwest flight and going to Phoenix and doing it for a night or whatever, Arizona, somewhere, just the cross-country hall. Was just a lot, a lot of work. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm into a, a, you know. All right. And then off the topic again, Potter23 wants to know, how many guests in general do you usually invite to a movie premiere? And the reason I'm interested in this because question. Because you stole all the fucking <laughs> premiere tickets. Remember this guy? We, we each had like a, a, for the premieres, which were, yeah. were a big deal for all of us because all of our families are back east. And it was really something that we always got to share. Family. Dylan's got a tough. huge family. Me too, right? How so, many tickets yeah. did you guys used to really get? I think it was like 10 or I, Well, we I mean, got 10 because Doug had 60. <laughs> Doug I, I, I would I would be like, hey, look, I don't care about the L.A. one. My family's all New York, yeah, so same, I would cut deals. With same thing with like, all Give of us. Give me more. Oh. Same thing. I apologize us. now. What the joke was, I think Wahlberg said it to me once. He goes, what is this, your fucking bar mitzvah? Like, I used to have <laughs> 60 to 80. 80 people, yeah. and I'm like yeah. eight. What? Like, sorry, Uncle Pat. You're yeah. going to make what? the cut this Uncle year. Uncle Pat. <laughs> 
It's not that I feel bad about it. I was under a lot of pressure to, to uh, you know, I have a lot of friends. I'm a popular guy in the, uh, right. that's why I'm in the Hall of Fame. Wildly JFK, popular. Belmore, 86. No, but those New York premieres, I mean, we had it at the, what, did we have it at the Zigfield? Didn't we have yeah, it at the Zigfield? Zig that was a big wow. ass thug yeah. 80 tickets. Uh, yeah. Dude, you don't have 80 friends. I mean, it's like, yeah, but all of our, all of our families are there. I mean, me, Dylan, Adrian, Jerry, <laughs> And yep. Doug at like their full families. And yep. Dylan, you yourself yeah. have a big I family. had like a bunch of families there, different families. But anyway. I know people like to hear about, um, you know, us covering the episodes. And, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get back to it. We just like to, you know, throw in some uh, other stuff once in a while. But I think this is a good one. Season 3B, episode 1. Um, and you, so that's, that's it? it. We're that's it. That's it. It's a fucking two hour, hour and 25 minute episode. Yeah, we can wrap it up, bro. Let's All wrap right. it up. Give All it right. To us. All right. We'll wrap this up. That was sick. It's a good episode. All right. That was good. Anyway, we'll be back. Victory the podcast. <laughs>